0: Let's do it. <laughs> I always say I know. It's like the brand. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense.
1: I'm Kai Rizdahl. Thursday, 5 October. Good to have you along.
0: Yes, and today we're going to be listening back to some audio from some of the big news stories of the week. We've got a few of them lined up already, and don't forget, you can send in yours as well. Let's get to the first one. All we're asking for is for what we are, what, what is the basic necessities of our hospital. Care for us, care for our patients. Not outsourcing our jobs to other companies or other agencies. Actually invest in the community, invest in the staff that we have now currently. That's why we're here in full and drive
1: showing that we care more about it than the company.
0: You know, it strikes me that could Be played for so many different moments. I I,
1: I literally was saying, could be the UAW, Uh, you know.
0: Could be, could have been the writers. (laughs) That would be outsourced to AI. Um, But in this case, it was Reginald Villanueva, who works in inpatient medical transport. He was speaking with Fox 5 San Diego from the Kaiser Permanente strikes. Um, This is the biggest healthcare strike Mm -hmm. ever, right? Um, Yeah. It's uh, the workers are in there. 75,000 people. Yeah. Uh, the workers are in the second day of their three day strike today. Hospitals and emergency rooms are open, but some non emergency functions, um, like certain surgeries and, and some apparently chemotherapy treatments, have been rescheduled. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been a tough time to be a healthcare worker in this country mm-hmm. over the last five years, for sure.
1: Yeah, it totally has, and um, you know, so the the hospitals are filling in with more expensive backup crews, right? People that they're importing from other cities. Uh, it's a it's just another step in in the labor like year eighteen months. I was going to say labor summer, but that's overused. Um, yeah. It's been like a year eighteen months that labor's been really on the rise, and and it's coming to coming to a head this summer. Anyway,
0: you know, it's interesting because for so long the sort of burgeoning. Renaissance, I guess I should say, of the labor um, mm-hmm. movement had been like very small scale, like in individual mm-hmm. offices and right. in smaller groups. You were seeing a lot of organizing of, you know, I'm remembering some of the um, Microsoft uh, subsidiaries or Activision subsidiaries, like in the gaming industry, where like these individual shops were starting to organize, but now like these much bigger unions are making really sweeping demands to change the dynamic right right
1: and it's and look they're having some success look at the writers look at the writers right
0: the writers and uh you know the uaw is seems to be making progress in the direction they want to go
1: right right for sure all right next piece of tape Look, folks, people have to take a deep breath, OK? Technologies always replace jobs. Your children live to 100 and not have cancer because of technology. And literally, they'll probably be working three and a half days a week. So technology done unbelievable things for mankind. But you know, planes crash, pharmaceuticals get misused. There are negatives. This one, the biggest negative, in my view, is AI being used by bad people to do bad things. So that's Jamie Dimon, the CEO uh, and chairman of the board at JPMorgan Chase talking on Bloomberg TV, obviously about AI. When I heard this quote, I, I glommed onto that three and a half days a week thing. And it made me think of this is going to make me sound like a total history dork. A John Maynard Keynes essay from like the 1920s or 30s, where he basically yeah, said, we're going to work 10 hours a, a week. Dork. I know <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. Everybody's it's okay. got their own. We love you anyway. anyway. In John <laughs> yes. Maynard Keynes, in a, in a really famous essay, said... We're going to have so much time. We're not going to know what our, to do with ourselves. We're only going to be working ten or fifteen hours a week within a hundred years, and we're almost at that hundred-year mark, if not actually past it already. From that essay, um, and look, there's a push for a four-day week from the UAW. There's pushes for four-day week in white-collar work, and you know, eventually that could happen. And I think Jamie Dime is right on that part that, that three and a half days a week is not is not out of the question. Thanks in part to AI. Look, AI is going to do some some things, and people are going to lose jobs, and all of that. Um, but it's coming anyway. You know, it's coming.
0: It is. I I find it interesting, though, that throughout human history, with every efficiency, we have found yep. something else to do to fill our time. Even mm-hmm. if it's invent new things and new technology. Even if it's to explore or learn new things that just expand us as human creatures. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um. am I, I I guess I I get the fear, but my my optimism still overrides it. I think still mm-hmm. at this point.
1: That's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, I I buy that, and 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 I uh, I I sign on to that. I think I think it's great that we find ways to um, not just fill our time, but fill our time productively. Right. That's, that's yeah. the key part. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or rest
1: also. Or re- or rest. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's the next piece of tape. Hi,
1: I'm Jay Powell. I'm the chair of the Federal Reserve, and I want you to know that the Federal Reserve is now on Instagram and threads. The Fed is America's central bank working to promote a healthy economy and a strong financial system. That mission starts with you. October is National Economic Education Month, and throughout the month and beyond, we'll be posting here with information, links to events, and other resources about how Fed decisions affect you, your family, and your community. Yeah, you know, Jay great Powell. About that. So, go ahead. What? I've got some thoughts. I'm going to do this one and you're going to do the next one. But what are your thoughts? What's great about that?
0: Uh, just the one thing I was going to say is that I didn't know that October was economic oh, no, education month, Totally, me, me neither. <laughs> which is hilarious me neither. given what we do for a living. OK, go ahead.
1: Right. And and, you know, who, who was it who said game? <laughs> we did a story actually about those random days that, you know, get decided and the months that get decided. Anyway, so that was Jay Powell, chairman of the board of the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. Uh, on threads now and Instagram. And the funny part, you couldn't see it on the, on audio, but it, so it's Powell standing in a conference room, no tie, a little disheveled, hairs mussed up, looks nothing like nothing more than just some grandfather who's like kids are shooting a camera at him and saying, grandpa, talk into the phone. It, it was really funny. It was really, really funny, but you know, more power to him, more power to him because lots of people are on threads and stuff. Anyway, so it's at Federal Reserve Board, by the way, if you're looking for their Insta. You can get them there.
0: Yeah, I I wonder um, if the content will be reposted on TikTok, given that government oh my goodness. offices and officials are not allowed to use TikTok in an official yeah. capacity. But that's where the audience that they actually want is.
1: Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. The younger kids. Anyway. Uh, all right. Last one. Here we go. Everyone.
0: We dress a certain way. We walk a certain way. So that clip comes from the trailer for Renaissance, a film by Beyoncé. So interesting. And I'm excited to see this because I did not get to go to the concert much to my chagrin. But Wait,
1: seriously? Yeah, You didn't get to go? go? I,
0: I had another very expensive outlay this summer and and oh, hard choices, really had, to yes, <laughs> hard choices had to that's be right. made. Hard choices had to be made. and um, I may regret it for the rest of my life, but such is life. Um, yes. Anyway, I will at least get to see the film um, which documents the production of the Beyonces in, you know, Renaissance World Tour, and it will be in theaters December the 1st, which I was listening to your interview with the theater owner today, mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. she was talking about films that she thought were going to be in her theater this fall, now getting pushed to next year. So I imagine people like that will be very grateful to have the Beyonce film, and I imagine the Taylor Swift film is going to be coming out soon as well, um, to bring people in there. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, to the producers, some actual numbers and data, Beyonce's 56-stop tour brought $579 million in, as far as we know, and has generated an estimated $4.5 billion for the American economy, which is about as much as the 2008 Olympics did for Beijing. That is according to The New York Times. Um, Yeah, and I I know I've sort of alluded to this several times, but I'll just say it out loud directly, which it's been pretty discouraging, watching the disparity in which the two tours of Taylor Swift and Beyonce have been covered, especially when it comes to sort of like economic impact, and how they were framed. And I, I, you know, I, I know that Taylor Swift's tour was first. But just the language around it and the attention to it was different when it seems as if the actual impact and actual relevance were quite similar. And maybe it's just because I'm more of a fan of one than the other. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift at Like Her Music. But, you know, it, I noticed it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, and, and it's a good thing you pointed it out. It's a good thing you pointed yeah. it out. Uh, All right, super quick before we go. So we have less than 360 donors to go to hit our 2,000 investor goal for this fundraiser. Here's what you might have noticed, that we're talking about um, numbers of donors rather than donor amount, right, rather than straight dollars. Here's why. Uh, The trend for donations here at Marketplace has been the number of investors going down while the average gift size has been going up. Here's the deal, though. We want to broaden our participation base. We want to get more people invested in this program, even if the gift size goes down. Um, So that's why we're doing that. That's why we're doing that. We need to be uh, able to count on a broader base of support than just one underwriter, one advertiser, one donor, one anything. We just need a broad base of support because that's what's going to keep us going into the future. So if you can, please do. Marketplace.org slash giftsmart. Today's episode of Make Me Smart was produced by Courtney Berg, with assistance from H. Conley, audio engineering by Charlton Thorpe, Ellen Rolphus writes our newsletter, our interns, Neela Farshabandi.
0: Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer, Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast, and Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital